set a collision course for adventure. This is Cosmopunk. Glitch, a Starfinder in D&D 5e homebrew story, featuring the crew of the Liker 7. I am Pan Lipley Baphomet, Captain of the Liker 7, displaced Galactic Idol, now in the body of a cobalt android mystic, and determined to get it all back one way or another. Hi, I'm RJ and I play V the Vesk, who's the Liker 7's resident designer, mechanic, and over-enthusiastic fan owner. They also have a drone familiar called Flyby. Hey, I'm Cypher, and I play a small punky Yosaki otter named Ryder. Operative and pilot of the Leica 7. Hello, I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a cyborg coyote engineer and weapons officer aboard the Leica 7. And I am Fringe, guest game master. The party took watch during the night on the outskirts of the ruined city. All was quiet until Nya's bag was burnt open by the cursed gem. A black goo then escaped from the gem to mark the hand of Captain Mayor. A vision revealed that the captain was now being hunted by something as the mark acted like a lure towards her. The party finished their rest before making haste towards the city, before realizing a massive swarm of zombies surrounded the outskirts of the city. Nya then finds an ancient sewer system to sneak below the zombie horde. After a quick fight against a few zombies, the party then make it to the city at last. Chapter 19 The Jailers and the Monster Mayor looks at her compass, it is now completely blue ringed, and the compass is just mindlessly spinning until it stops and points towards a direction. And she's like, I, I'm guessing this is probably a center of the city it's pointing towards. Huh. Is there anything uh, different about this part of the city compared to the rest of it? Apart from the lack of undead. I've never been here. I've heard stories, but everyone give me perception checks. See what you can figure out what this side of the city is. Uh, I only got an eight. No, it's because you and I did have. That's a one, and that's why she's on inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bugger. I mean, you can do investigation if no, you would fine. prefer. It's, it's, it's done. I crawl the one. It's done. Well, crawl. Yeah. Is able to figure this out. This looks like a crafting part of the city. Like, this is a business district. Oh, okay. Like, full of industry and stuff. You can see it looks like there was abandoned craft tables. There are baskets that have rotten, decayed material in it. You don't know if that was food at one point or what have you, but you could tell that there was something in there, and it's just black goo in there now. There are rusted tools hanging on the wall. Carl's going to like relay this information to, to people. So, so I think this used to be some sort of industrial sector. They used to make stuff. Do any of the buildings look like they might be weaponsmiths? You can guess that they might have made certain weaponry or at least tools. You're not sure if there are weapons. Uh, so you would have to go and inspect, but... And I don't I don't want to disturb any buildings just in case they are full of, of the undead. Mm. The deadies. Fair enough. The deads. The dead right. zone. Dead inside. As Mayor is looking at her compass, it's like, well, we're here now. Do you have somewhere we need to go in here? No? I mean, I don't know where Zul is in this city. Yeah. There's not even any glowing feet to follow. No. We've got no way of knowing. We were hoping that compass was going to lead us straight to him. I guess that was a bit presumptuous of us. Yeah. Well, 
Given the deficit of better ideas, Nyak climbs a building. <laughs> um, I will be a, uh, You can roll an intelligence check. Whoever's brave enough. It's 90 stories up. Don't. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Felix has uh, a nosebleed. His eyes cross and his tongue pokes out. Yeah. 13. Oh my god. <laughs> 15 for intelligence from the fucking dumbass dinosaur. How the fuck is Kroll the smartest one right now? Krollneck would be the one who would have a, a thought. Okay. Weren't you supposed to meet someone outside the edge of the city? Uh, Virgil. Oh, shit. Says Nya. Guys, weren't we supposed to be meeting Virgil outside the city? Yep. What are we doing in the city? Kroll, you remember that there was a structure. It was a large pyramid-shaped building on the distance from the camp. Okay. Is that anywhere visible in the city now? Uh, based on your perception checks, you did not see anything that looked like a pyramid building. However, you know in the back of your mind that building has some importance. Do you mention that to the rest of the group? Probably, yeah. Okay, <laughs> with the uh, intelligence roll. With 13 to climbing up a building. Okay, you are able to make it, but you're struggling. And your claws are kind of sliding, but you are able to make it. Okay, from the top of this treehouse, can I see any pyramid buildings? You know what to do. He is for what? Perception. Trying Seven. Nya has apparently gone blind. She has one eye and it's just not doing the job today. Is she deaf perception? Mm. Well, just to give you just a helping hand. We're going to need it, DM. We're yes, gonna... please. You can't <laughs> miss this dang thing as you are peering and you see something jutting out on the other side. It's towards the other side of the city. Huh. It is, it's a peak of some sort. It has a golden cap that's gleaming in the light of the afternoon sun. Gold, you say? Gold. It looks like gold. It's shining a yellow, but you're not entirely sure if it is. Does gold. it look like a, a Las Vegas casino just in the middle mm. of the city? <laughs> From where Nia is, and they're looking, they see that the city melts back into the forest. The ring of the zombies seem to have stopped at the edge of the forest line. The part of the city of poems is just reconsumed by the forest and that there seems to be a path trailing, but it's kind of fading into the tree tops, like you can't see anymore once the tree has completely consumed the road. But it looks like the road was heading towards that pyramid that you see okay, sticking so in the woods. We need to head into this forest to get through to where the pyramid is. All right. Uh, okay. Well, what are we waiting for? Come on, let's go. That is your assumption based on your perception roll. If you follow uh, it, you assume that it will head straight for it. You're not entirely sure because you lose track of the road based on your perception roll. Because I am a generous god, but not that generous. Okay, I right. I evacuate the tree. Sixteen. You are able to slide down pretty easily, much easier than climbing up. Okay, from as far as I can tell, it looks like if we follow this road, it might take us towards. I can just about see the tip of that pyramid from that tree. So I reckon maybe if we follow this, then it'll get us in the right direction. All right, let's head this way then. We've got to do this quick so we can meet up with um, Virgil outside. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, one more thing. I'm going to pick up a branch just from one of the trees. Okay. Why? Tie the end of the rat to it. So you've got a rat stick. It's a rat flail. Yeah. Yeah. It's a meme. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, bringing back the 2002 VG cats memes. Yes, he is. Man. <laughs> All right then. So you guys heading that way then? Mm-hmm. All right. As you guys make your way down the business route, you pass by more. Abandoned shops, some that look in worse condition than others, until you hit a large roadway. There is 
a zombie horde at the one end towards the south. But you can see that they don't seem to be interested in you. They seem to be like there's a line that they don't cross. As they seem to get closer, they seem to turn away from it and continue to walk. Hmm. Is this is this that um that magical wards thing? A bit like that. I, I don't know. It could be. I mean zombies just wander aimlessly. So if anything specifically they're not doing, it's probably the sign stopping them. Hmm. So Maybe we could use that to our advantage then. Yeah. If we can plot a path between all of them that keeps us the other side of whatever's repelling them, then I'm all about that. Yeah. All right, let's do that then. So you're heading towards, just following the road up north towards the pyramid? Yep. Yeah, the quickest route to this pyramid. Yeah. All right. Um, everyone give me perception checks. P is for perception. Yeah. Nine. Oh, 13. I've been doing it a lot, and my perceptions have all been terrible. So, oh, 21. <laughs> 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 Maybe I've overused the song to the point where it now has the opposite. It's effect. lost its power, you know. Chocolate yeah. loses its flavor if you if it's the only thing you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not that one. Oh <laughs> shit! All right, Pan, you need to start singing the song. I need to stop singing the song. It's working pretty well for Felix, and Kroll just is like the All best over the place. Yeah. I'm a lizard. All right, so you guys are making your way up the road. Yeah, you're the first one to notice something off. You're the first one to notice the pressure building on you as you guys are moving forward. All the hair stands up on the back of Nya's neck and face Ugh. and body and Ugh. tail. Ugh. Yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> it just got. Know, <laughs> do you feel that? That like that pressure? Something feels weird. No, I don't know any fur. Uh, have we felt this feeling before? Yes, you have. Get the feeling Dave's up to his bullshit again. Oh, bloody hell. On you go, everyone. All right. Everyone draws their weapons, I assume? Yes. Crawlers, just in case. I've ready my rat fail. <sighs> just use and- the actual weapon that you have. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are moving forward. Uh, it's by now that everyone's starting to feel the pressure. Even our poor paladin, who is in the smiting mood, even they start noticing there's pressure building up. And that pressure builds and builds and builds until suddenly it's gone. Under pressure. Yeah, based on your perception rule, you're the one who first notices you hear voices. Uh, can, are they uh, speaking common? or They're too far away, but you can tell one is feminine and one is male. And they're coming from up ahead, are they? Yep, coming up ahead from an alleyway. Okay, I am going to stealth up to that alleyway, I think. Hey, 21. You're asking me, like, I think I hear something. Hold on, let me check it out. What was it? Well, what, what do you hear? I'm going to gesture to the alleyway up ahead and then stealth up to it. All right. All right. Crawl's going to follow behind Nia, um close, but not, not too close, so they can get their stealth. All right. It could be a stealth roll then, Crawl. This All is right. why I don't tell you people things. That's why I said close, but not too close. So Nyar would it wouldn't affect Nyar. Four for stealth. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you're the first one up there. You hear lizard stomping behind you. Not too, not too long after, but you get up close and you peer around the alleyway. Well, if Nyar told us, I'm going to go along as well because otherwise we're just staring at zombies. If we're all going, <laughs> stealth rolls. 
<laughs> if you want to sneak. Otherwise, you're just stomping. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everyone just kind of stomps their way up there. So the cat's like, oh my god, I just did Yeah, this. Yeah, face palms. Um, after you're done face palming and looking down the alley, you see an airlock with that same strange alien writing on it. Kroll, have you got that magnifying? What? It, it, I've got it. Who are you talking to? Kroll, uh, Kroll. I oh, bonk Kroll with the rat in, tail. Indoor face. Oh, what? Right, I get the magnifying glass out and scan it over the writings. All right. Um, as you are looking through the magnifying glass at this door, the words rewrite themselves to medical bay. This one's the medical bay. You still hear the top, the voices, by the way. No, can I understand can what them. they're saying yet? Are they close enough for that? Or? It's still garbled. You would have to get either really close or open the door. You know, this is another vision, right? Yeah, but they, we, mm, we can still interact with them to an extent. <sighs> I think at this point, right. Dave isn't going to let us go around them. So we've just got to go through them. All right, just, just keep, be on your guard, as always. Yeah. Alright, so you're approaching the door? Yeah, for what it's worth, I stealth up to the door. Nine. Not very well, you know. Not trying well, very well. Pandora kicks the door open. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can see it, we can see a stealth all day, but it kicks it open. Alright, you kick it, it goes bong! As a panel flops open. Felix goes up to the panel and has a look. Using your magnifying glass, I assume? Yes. Alright, you're looking at it, and you can see that there are different commands, open, close, seal. Oh, open. All right, you press the open button. It makes a hissing noise as slowly the door opens. And it's a white room, brightly lit. Everyone give me perception checks so I can know who I was getting. Beach perception. Four. Yeah. All over the place. Eleven. Literally could be anything. Or literally no correlation. Twenty. Oh, oh, right. Nice. Everyone except, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. <coughs> yeah, you're too blinded by the bright lights. Blinded by the light. Because it's like a bright fluorescent light, almost. It's a beautifully clean room. It's white. And you're looking inside, and you see pillars. Except, not quite pillars. As you're looking inside, you notice that they're full of a green liquid that is gently bubbling. And you see figures inside these tubes. And as you get a closer look, you know, with your perception rolls, uh, Pandora and Felix, you can see that they're almost humanoid shaped. They're longer than a normal human, but they're like their arms and their legs are a bit longer. And their head is bald. And you see there's writing on the top and bottom of each of these tubes. Scan the glass over the over the names. Um, as you look at it, it's too small to make it out. The, the magnifying glass is having some difficulty. You would have to get inside to get a better look. Yeah, go inside. Uh, sure. Uh, is everyone stepping inside? Uh, no, and Yaz's going to rub their eye and then went to live accustomed to the, the glaring minimalist interior. And I'm pr uh, probably going to close the door behind us as well. So why would you close the door behind us? So that we... Zombies don't come in after us. I don't think... Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I assume Crawl is going in as well? Yeah, Crawl's going in as well, but he's he's probably not going to be interacting too much with this, given that the last um, vision he had was quite uh, 
traumatic. traumatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, as you guys walk in, there is a computer panel to your left that is beeping and looping. You can see there's a bunch of like series of codes and uh, data streams going by on these screens. Um, they're large rectangular screens that are continuously seem to be feeding information. As you get closer to the uh, tubes and you look inside, as Felix is about ready to look at it, you actually see something crawling on that humanoid body. It looks like a little mechanical spider. Does it look like one of those helper drone things? As you're looking at it closely, you can see that it has a T-slitted face, this spider. And it's small. It's about like a wristwatch-sized thing, and it's climbing. And as you're looking at it, you realize the body has like open sinew. You see there's like muscle, connective tissue, bone uh, towards its hand. This You could tell this was a female inside the tube. And you're looking at it as this spider walks down to it. And all of a sudden, its T-shaped glows as this blue light shines over where the skin and muscle is. And suddenly you see it looks like the skin is starting to grow towards where the blue light is, covering the muscle. That's a neat oh. trick. And then you see another little spider um, coming up, doing the same thing, except this time it's muscle to bone. So does it look like it's it's building this person? Yeah. Are they building mm-hmm. or are they regenerating? Does it look like yeah. healing? It looks like it's building. Yeah. Based on what it's doing. And you see once it's done, it starts climbing back up. And you can see there's more of them just kind of like sitting in pods. Uh, it looks like there's five of them. The computer panel I'm looking at is all the code that's going up and down in that mysterious language? Or Yes, it's in that mysterious language. Felix. Felix. Yeah, I'm bringing it over. Here, take, take the microphone. Can I, can I borrow it? Yeah. Right, I'm um, going to go up over the console and see, see what, uh, what the data that's being fed into it is about. Let me check something real quick first before I do that. Okay. Um, as you guys are getting close to the uh, console, you hear someone talking. As you're looking around, you see there's an open hallway. A female voice and a male voice are approaching. What do you want to do? Hide. Nia hides under the computer desk for 17. Felix hides under Nia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was going to be a 19! <laughs> Felix, no, I guess, stands in place. Um, <laughs> rooted to the uh, spot with fear. Kroll picks up um, Felix and, and ducks behind one of the tubes with them. Felix is literally a plank at this point. Like, you just, he's completely immobile. Just pick him up, turn him sideways, and just stuff him in there. <laughs> yeah. AR is going to duck behind uh, a, a tube as well. Right, so. Kroll and Felix have gone one way. Nya's gone another way. Mia's gone down. Where's uh, Pango? Pandora hasn't moved. She's standing there watching these things come in the hallway. All right. So as you guys are watching, it is then that you see the older gentleman, a uh, bit of a pepperish beard, step forward. And, and he, he has his arms wrapped with another. And you realize you know these two. The gentleman's collar is teal. And that the other one has a white collar. And it's female. It's Dave and Eve. And they seem to be talking. Um, seems to be... Um, as you're listening, you can hear Dave seems a bit, a bit sad as he's talking. 
Eve, I'm afraid that he wants me to shut down the program. And you can see that she looks shocked hearing that. She's like, why? We're so close. Can't he see our progress? As she motions towards the tubes. Um, both of them don't seem to have be noticing Pandora, who's just standing there out in the yeah, open. that's what I thought. Well, it's a vision, so makes sense. Eve walks towards one of the tubes. The one that like, pretty much like right between them, like peering at them as they do their stuff, if they're not going to notice at all. You can see that she approaches the tube and places her hand on it. It's like, we're so close, Dave. Why doesn't he understand? He doesn't believe our directive matters anymore. He said we failed it so long ago. I can't believe him. We're just this close. So close. If, if he gives us another day or so, I could probably get one of these ready. Eve. Look, I can save the program, save everything as best I can. I mean, I'm the librarian, for goodness sake. I have enough data. So much they have learned, they'll lose it if you save them. Their adaptive memories, they'll, they'll be gone. I know, Eve. I just... I wish there was more that I can do. It's then that you hear a rumbling noise as both of them look down the hall. Huh. You must be getting close. Right. Well, continue working. I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can get the captain to agree to hold off. He uh, gently brings her head to his. For the briefest moment, the facade seems to disappear. And in its place of where Dave and Eve are, are two caretaker drones touching heads before the facade is reestablished. Huh. Ah. <laughs> oh. So I just shrug. Just gonna try and touch one, just reach my hand out. Which one are you trying to touch? Um I guess Eve. Grab them both. But go for the face. No, no I am just curious. Alright, as you go to touch Eve, your hand seems to go right through her this time. It doesn't seem to be substantive this time. Hmm. Is as if they're a ghost. Seeing that, Nyaz going to stop hiding. Uh, yeah, at this point, yeah. it's same. Has the has the playback stopped? Basically, as you say that, the computer starts reading rapidly behind you. Oh, I, I bring the magnifying glass up. See what it's saying. Yeah. All right. So as you're looking at it, those two disappear as the data code starts reeling by quickly. Give me a Starfinder computers check, please. Yeah. S is for Starfinder. Joint assist. Uh, yeah. So that is 20 total. Nice. <laughs> so 22 with uh, Felix's kind of system. Yeah. As you're reading it, you can see that the code that's running by is says power surge detected, power surge detected, power surge detected. It keeps reading that over and over again. Hmm. Uh oh. I think the, I think there's a power surge. Yeah. Maybe that's what the rumbling is. Can we get as far as the hall? You're going to go look down the hall? Yeah. How far does this vision extend? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going down the hall. As you go to look, you can see that it's kind of blurry. It's like it's kind of glitching out. It's at that moment you hear klaxons, a alarm of some sort. It's like, burnt, burnt, shipwide alarm. The bright lights dim down and emergency lights kick on where it goes from bright white to red. And you can see that the little spiders are quickly uh, clamoring back up to their pods. Um, which one of you tried to read the pod, by the way? The first one. Uh, Felix. Oh, I forgot. Uh, to... 
sorry, I, I quickly toss the magnifying glass back to Felix as I see him uh, looking at the pod. Oh, thank you. Probably going to need that now. <laughs> as you are reading it, you see that there's a nameplate. And it just says the word Mary on it. <laughs> it's then that you hear a hiss or a slam. As you look at the hallway, a security door just slams shut. And all of a sudden you see an image of Eve. She has her hands uh, against the door and she's breathing heavily. It looks like those horror movies where they close the door and are hoping whatever is behind the door doesn't get through. Yeah, you mm-hmm. see through the glass panel and they're telling on the glass, yeah. And that's where you hear that booming noise again. Sounds like something is hitting against the door. And you can see that she's slowly walking away from the door. Don't be on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. Eve is slowly walking away from the door backwards towards Mary's pod. The command console is lighting up. The uh, computer is flashing more warning lights. As you could see that the door is starting to hiss and crackle as if it's melting at the uh, seams. All of a sudden, with a loud, angry groan, the door starts to slide open. Can we see what's coming through the, the door? Is it um, humanoid or anything? Mm-hmm. You are now able to see a figure stepping through the door. You recognize this individual. He's wearing overalls, his hands are bloody, and he looks mad. It's the farmer. Oh. Oh, this is the <laughs> ship. This whole thing is the ship and that farmer. That's that yeah. farmer that jumped onto the ship. He's up yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have murdered his family. It's at this time, Mary's like, please, don't come closer. Uh, you see her arm change into a blade. I swear, don't hurt them. They've done nothing to you. And the farmer just keeps walking. Who's the closest to the computer? Felix. Yeah, it'll be Felix now. You hear hissing noise behind you from the computer. Uh, I look at the computer. The screen's starting to glitch badly as you're watching as the lights start flickering on and off on the keyboard. Is it getting worse the closer he gets? Mm-hmm. It's oh. acting as if it's malfunctioning rapidly. Uh, uh. So he's generating EM. It's, he's generating something. Yeah. Eve is like, stay back, stay back. And she's holding the blade out towards this farmer. And the farmer doesn't seem to be paying any lick of attention as he keeps coming closer and closer. His scrowl growing. He's like, you took everything from me. And why should I spare them? And she's like, please, they have nothing to do with this. Just leave us, please. We meant you no harm. No harm? I will show you harm. And he jumps at her. And she screams as she goes to slash at him. But as her blade connects, all of a sudden he just disappears. And you can see green lightning just dancing through her arm as she screams. And she starts flailing violently before her blade. She suddenly turns. It's like, no, please, no. And all of a sudden, she reaches back and slams her blade right into the uh, pod. And the blade goes straight for Mary's neck. She looks in shock. And it's then that you hear a loud bang as the computer console explodes behind you, Felix. And sparks start raining down. And that's when you start seeing bubbling from the uh, other pods as they seem to be going into a boil before the forms disappear in a sea of bubbles and turbulent green water. Mary looks in shock before all of a sudden her face is frozen. Her face is featureless as her form suddenly changes from that of a woman in shock 
to that of a care drone. It has four arms. And you can see that one of the arms is normal, but the other had changed into what looks like a blade buried deep into the pod. Hmm. Uh, the light on its uh, T slowly fading from blue to a gray. Before you see another green sparks starts coming out of the back of it before the farmer appears. And then he slowly starts making his way back out the door. Looks like he had his revenge. That farmer can possess. We should get out of here and discuss this outside, perhaps. Mayor wasn't with us, was she? Oh, she is. Yeah, she's here. Oh, she saw all of this. She said because you closed the door, so she can't be outside. She'd be dead. How did Mia react react to everything she saw? She's hiding. Yeah. Oh, so she she didn't see any of it. Oh, she saw it. She's just. She's like you don't see how she reacted. (laughs) All right. Yeah. She's um. She's cowering at the moment. Yeah, Crawl's going to go over to me or sort of offer a, a hand and say, let's get out of here. Agreed. Let's get out of here quickly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Crawl's going to head back towards the airlock. Yeah. Uh, Felix, and mm-hmm. yeah, give me one last perception check before you run out the door. Ten. Uh, Twelve, sorry. I got nine. As you guys are all starting to make your way out of the door quickly, Felix, um, you're the one who notices, because you're the closest to the computer, there's another series of messages starting to appear on the screen. Ooh, magnifying glass. Given that it's just reading it, as you can no longer interface with this console, it seems, because it's blown out. It says, warning, core overload imminent. Warning, core overload imminent. Uh, so uh, I think the farmer's also just um, overloaded the Richter, because the core is about to go over. That's what it says well, on the screen. Open the door and left. Yeah, we've gone. <laughs> All right, guys. I think the core's overloading. Guys, he's <laughs> going to turn around with his hands on his hips, look around, see him in the ass there, and go, uh, and then go. Sorry, uh, I was there to appreciate that. <laughs> thanks, Nah. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. let's get the fuck out of here before this whole place explodes. Yes. Although right. it's a it's a memory, it, it can't affect us, can it? Uh, probably not. Do you want to experiment? Uh, yeah, I, no, do you know what? At this point, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here and see what happens. Oh, God, really? God. Uh, yeah, okay, Nya goes up to the door, sees that Felix is waiting, he's like, I can't resist. And then slinks back as well. I've, got, I've just got to know. <laughs> I'm going to um, take well. a gamble that, that uh, the non-interaction extends beyond just the people and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, yeah, what I'm expecting to happen is it will just fade around us and we'll just be where we would have been if it hadn't been here, you know? Kroll has taken right. Captain Muir out of the room. Yeah, yeah right. Pandora's gone with them. Once they're outside, though, we're all for the reacting first, I guess. Felix and yeah, are still in the room. You hear another rumble, and this time the whole room is shaking violently. Before suddenly... It seems to collapse, like it's almost shaking itself apart before the memory... Is gone. Ooh. Huh. Okay, so um, maybe that's where that big hole in the ship came from. You think it was the core going over? Yeah. I think it's starting to come clear that the the crew we're meeting aren't they're not people, they're not humans. They were some kind of caretaker bots. The passengers are the ancestors of, of points at Catherine says Catherine and her and her, her type, her like. Yeah, but they appear to have Memories stuck inside these um, the caretaker bodies. Yeah. It's entirely possible that over time, if they've really been out there as long as it seems, they've just developed personalities. These things do happen, and we don't understand everything about what's happened here. 
And that isn't even getting to the farmer, which reminds me, that same energy, that's what I felt uh, encroaching on my link with you all. Really? So the farmer is still here. He's still here? He's, he's still in Maybe the... that's that's the worst threat. He's still in the program with us? That's, that's exactly it. When Dave isn't, isn't the only threat. Remember that. That's what Virgil told us, that whatever else was in here was worse than Dave. It's got to be him, the farmer. Yeah. It does make sense. Well, they... They did murder his entire family in front of us. The question is why? Why did that happen? Why would they do something like that? Were they that desperate? I can only assume that they didn't realize. I mean, it's not exactly yeah. unlikely that a giant ship would turn up and not take notice of the indigenous people and cause some kind of vocal damage. It, it seemed yeah. to show up, specifically vaporize some people. Yeah. And his farm. No, it, his it, farm. Wasn't, it wasn't specifically vaporizing them. It was vaporizing everything living under it. What if they're using living matter to recreate the passengers? I think Felix has got it. They were using biological material at the ground to uh, build probably that body, Mary, we saw, and I'm assuming the rest of their crew, hoovered up that guy's farm and his family, maybe by mistake, maybe just out of like indifference. Turns out this guy is an authentic grade-A badass, and he's now seeking revenge on them, and he's... He's trapped either, in the program somehow. He's either oh. trapped in the program after he like deep dived into one of the caretakers, or he's in the real world manipulating things on the ship in some part of it that uh, Gaxley doesn't even know exists. Regardless, we'll probably get more after we find Virgil. We should keep moving. Yeah. All of this um, taken into account, it ultimately means that Dave isn't the bad guy here. Well, uh, I don't know. He's still a bad guy. He's just not yeah, the he's, only he's bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's done some mean things to us, but I think that's all circumstantial. And maybe we can get Dave on our side. He did directly turn up to us and say he was going to have fun with us. Yeah, he was yes. threatening us. But maybe we can get Dave on our side if we say that we can help him out ultimately. Like an enemy of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, too, it's too late at night for the Star Trek crap. <laughs> so, you guys making your way now? Yeah, heading, heading. Yeah, I suppose it's head to the pyramid. Yeah. Watching out for any malicious-looking farmers. So, continue on. Uh, you guys leave the alleyway. Again, it's still barren. There's nothing there other than crumbled buildings and such as you... I assume you're heading towards the forest, then? Making our Did way downtown. Mm-hmm. All right. Do I sense any zombies nearby in the forest? That's not the lyrics. Mm-hmm. You're using your detect, right? Yeah, divine sense. You have a sense of something. It's odorous. Is it the same kind of odor as the zombies? I mean, I know it can't be, but is it like yep. as pungent? Give as me pungent? a perception check to give an idea if you can figure out the difference between a zombie. Is it dead smelly or smelly dead? Or whatever. Mm. I think that's probably more like Arcana, I guess. I guess Arcana would be probably a safer one, yeah. Watch me roll badly anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, just want me. Oh, shit, Nat 20. What do you know? It is at that point you realize that's no zombie that's approaching you rapidly. Oh. Approaching rapidly? Oh, is this that hunter? <laughs> if it's approaching us rapidly and we kind of think, I'm going to draw a sword, turn to the other side. Something's coming. Get ready for it. Oop. There we go. Woo. Yeah, Kroll's going to draw their sword and face the same direction as Pam. Crossbows. Well, you know, fuck it. 20 up a tree. <laughs> All right. Short bow drawn. It is then that you hear someone yell, Mayor! A figure finally appear in front of the road ahead of you. Two blades drawn. <laughs> is this Zul? No. Yeah, I would know who it is. 
Oh? Their eyes are glowing gold. Oh, when you stole the ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, All right. Really yeah. He was the one who yeeted you into space to look at the ship. But she wouldn't know who it was. Yeah. She just recognized the method. Yeah, she would recognize who it was. Right. Not who it is, but that's what I meant. This is gold eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to be no eyes after I shoot him in the face. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hang on. We, none of us have seen and I definitely missed my perception last time. So I'm just going to say, like, what do you want with Mayo and who are you? She is my mark. And he points with the blade towards her arm. Told you we should have cut the arm off. Here it comes fuck. a voice from a tree. Yeah, and yeah. It is at that time. Wait, wait he didn't say who he was. She said, she's my mark. And it was like, yep. Yeah. He's not going to say anything. He's going to attack. And was just staring at this guy. He'd be like, ah. oh, okay. He's attacking. Oh, you're an assassin. Well, if if, if he says that, Kroll's going to say, mark this and lob a javelin. I think we're going to initiative. We're going to initiative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I is for initiative. 15. 17. Aha, 16. 19. I think everybody's going to be shooting, yeah. All right, so we're going to go to Felix. Uh, Felix is going to give him both barrels. Fire in the hole. Do crossbows have barrels? 14. Hit. Hey. Got him with a hand crossbow. Four damage. All right. Mm. Pandora. Um, I'm just going to... Actually, no, I'll quickly... just going to hit him with a long throw. Bonk. With a seven, I'm not going to hit shit. Uh, miss. Boom. Kitty cat. I am going to snipe him from. See how this goes. 23 to hit. Nice. And seven of damage. All right. Preferably to his face. Fucking throw me into this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seeing that this is an assassin against her, the captain is going to swing at it as well. See if she can hit. Sadly, she will miss both her swings. Chromac. All right. As I didn't get the. Uh... The javelin first off. I think I'm going to leap into combat with um, Pan with my great axe. Uh, try and see if we can do a pincer movement and get both on the flanks. And yeah, I'm going to swing my great axe. All right. 25 to hit. We'll hit. All right. Nine damage. Oh, did you rage? I assume you raged. Yep. All right. So that'd be 11. 11 damage. So it comes to the assassin's turn. You notice as your weapons hit it, those wounds seem to slowly close up. Well, joke's on him. He's got an arrow closed up, sealed in him now. It is interested in Mayor, but you guys are in its way. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. So it's going to take a swing at Crawlneck. Bring it on. 16 plus 7. That's definitely going to hit. Yep, that's going to hit. You're going to take 8 points of damage. Yeah, that's fine. You take that half. Yep. Because all my defense. Mm-hmm. You're also raging. So just... And I'm raging, so only 4 points of damage. Yep, it's going to move on then to Felix's turn. Felix is going to reload the light crossbow and then shoot twice. Fire in the hole. Because hand crossbow is a free reload. Pew pew. So light crossbow, 14. Hits. Nine damage and then hand mm-hmm. crossbow. Critical. It's a crit. Nice. We're for eight damage. All right. Put one in his face. Not that he cares. <laughs> Yep. I mean, how's he reacting to this damage? He's acting as if none of it's hurting him. Is it visibly hurting him, though? Is it doing damage? He just doesn't care. It's doing damage, but he's not caring in the slightest. And it keeps slowly healing. Yeah, he's starting to repair. Okay, okay. All right, Pandora. Um, is he pretty much just ignoring us and going straight for... Um... He's trying to get at Mayor, but you're currently in his way. He's going to try and get through you again next turn to get at her. All right, cool. Uh, I'm out of spell slots, so I'm just going to punch you in the face. Yes. Yeah. Pandora casts Fist. That's <laughs> an 11. Does not hit, sadly. Oh. I, I missed an 11 anyway, yeah. Tarn. Anything else for you? 
Um, no, if he's if he wants to get to her, he has to go past us. So he'll take an attack opportunity. So I'll just hold position. Yeah, all right. Just blockade. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. How tall is this guy? Is he like uh, crawling to pan size, or is he? He's elven. He's a little taller than a human. I am going to use an action to take out my rope, and I'm going to start fashioning it into a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> going to make a lasso. A lasso. Making a noose. Whoa. A noose, a noose. Whoa. No, a lasso, not a noose. I mean, Pan is on the money here. If, if this guy yeah. heals, then I'm going to try and loop my lasso over several turns, probably, around his neck. Incapacitate. And then jump off the tree, holding the rope on the other end. Oh, damn. Oh, that's a noose, yeah. Heal that fucker. That's pretty much what I figured you were going Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. actually a noose. Okay. But anyway, for the first part of my epic three-part plan, <laughs> which... which uh, yeah, has scribbled on a piece of board. While all this is happening. Yeah, so right. uh, what do you want me to roll to turn my rope into a lasso slash noose? Okay. Um, well, for that, I'm going to need you to give me sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. 22. I'm a rope. All right. You're starting to work on it. You got... I think you need to do one more success to make a proper noose. Okay. Uh, next turn, I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Tied this noose in 12 seconds. Yeah. The all right. problem is, I can't tell the others I'm doing it, otherwise he'll know. Yep. Yeah. You just got to do it. All right, Captain is going to try and take us two swings at this thing again. No, just make it. <laughs> I promise she's got two bodies in front of her, so she's trying to like. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. Just jabbing between pad and curl. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, crawl back. Be like looking over to Mio. Mio, oh, we're trying to protect you. Eh? Get back. And uh, yeah, take another swing with the great axe while raging. All right. Warrior. It's 23. Cut his arm off. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to call stuff, because that's a penalty to hit. If you cut his hands off, he can't cast semantic components. That's uh, 15 damage. All right. Sounds good to me. Does it sound good to him? I need everybody to give me wisdom saving throws. Um, but, oh, Ooh, saving throws. throws. Okay. 15. Seven. Three. 16. Uh... I'm gifted right. with the uh, the beautiful face and body of a cat and the intelligence of a cat. <laughs> Pandora, Felix, you guys cover your ears as he suddenly lets out a loud scream. Crawl, yeah, and Mayor are feared and drop their weapons. I guess I dropped my rope. Shit. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I got more weapons. <laughs> well, you you're you're in fear now. You have to make another wisdom saving throw at the beginning of your turn to break the fear. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to start running. Ugh. I can't start running. I'm up a tree. You'll be clinging to a tree for you. Felix, you are unafraid. Yeah. Reload the crossbow, shoot it, and then hand crossbow. All right. 15. Hits. Yeah. Ah, minimum damage. All right. And then the hand crossbow. Hits. 12 total. All right. Moving on to Pandora. You are not afraid. No, she's still in the mix. Um, has me all run away though? Not until it's her turn. Okay. Um, and y'all just dropped their rope, right? Uh, that's the point. Did it drop to the floor? On your turn, you will drop your your thing. Oh right, they haven't dropped their rope. Okay. You'll drop your rope. Crawl will drop his axe, and Mio will drop her sword when it comes to her turn. Gotcha. So I'm still. I'm just gonna go uh, for a long sword again, just until I can keep this guy away from me All right. I'm gonna roll a ten and not do that. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> I guess the dice don't like you today. I don't. The dice tell a story. That's the way it goes. All right. I will use my move to position myself between him and me, so he still has to go past me to get to her. All right. Um, yeah. 
I am a scaredy cat. You are a scaredy cat. You drop your rope. Does it drop all the way to the ground, or does it just drop to the tree branch and like be either, either side of it? Let's see what the gods say. The gods. It lands on a, a tree branch a bit below you. Cool. Uh, do I have to dash somewhere? You have to dash 30 feet away from this guy. Six. Cool. 60 feet. Sorry, 60 feet. I don't suppose this tree's more than 60 feet tall. Nope. <laughs> so you've got to get away from him. Okay, I'm going to, I guess, can I go 60 feet between trees for acrobatics? If you're going to jump between trees, we'll count that. I'll probably jump between trees. All right, give me an acrobatics. 13 for acrobatics. Trying to run while you're scared Ooh, isn't that good. That's close. Uh, mm-hmm. You make it, but the branches, it's like... Mm-hmm. Wobble, 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 wobble. Uh, but you're... Okay. Well, I'm 60 feet away now. Uh, give me another wisdom saving throw. Come on, wisdom saving throw. No, they continue to not right. No, you're still afraid. Fuck my life. Why am I so thick? <laughs> Damn my stupid cat brain. Uh, you hear a loud clang as Mayor starts running. She gets 60 feet away. Crawlneck, you are afraid. You drop your axe. You have to run. Yeah, Crawl sort of widens his eyes, his legs start shaking uncharacteristically, and just bolts behind um, Muir. All right, give me a wisdom saving throw. Seven. Seven. No, you are still afraid. All right, it is the assassin's turn. Oh, God, the two thickest people in the party both have to make wisdom saves. Yep. Pandora, thankfully, is still unafraid. It's all down to you, Pan. Is the creature is now taking swings at her. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Neither one hit. Good. But it does regenerate. You see it healing more. Elix. All right, reload the light crossbow and shoot the hand crossbow. Light crossbow first. Hit. Critical hit. Critical. For 16 damage. And the hand crossbow, nine. Is a Misses. He's yeah. probably too busy wandering at that light crossbow bolt. Like, I hit him! I got him in the back of the head! Shoots the ceiling. Yeah, how many arrows has he got stuck in him now? That's uh... Bolt six, I think. <laughs> He's turning into a pink cushion. Uh, are, are the wounds healing around these bolts as well? So they're stuck in him. They're popping out. Ooh. Oh. Does it look like we're putting more in than he's able to pop out? Or is it... Correct. Okay. You are doing more to him. Cool. But, you know, like the older ones are the first ones to pop out. Yeah. I'm getting pushed out like splinters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right, just keep at it. All right, Pandora. Okay, um, I want to just shoulder down and just like try and rugby tackle this guy just backwards into the like back the way he came basically, like away from the others so they can come back and get their stuff. All right, uh, give me a strength, just raw strength. Okay, I'm gonna pop peerless athlete. Oh yeah, is is that your? Um, it gives me advantage on strength rolls. A spell or is that from your uh, oath? It's an oath. Okay. Yeah, and I've got one point of chance venti left to do this. Yep. All right. So you got advantage on your strength check. Okay. Oh man. Well, uh, let's see if he can. Ten. ten. Oh, you both meet each other, and you are neither one of you are gaining ground. Oh, cool. Okay. So like grappling wrestler style. Like you're shouldering to him, he's shouldering back. Just gonna try and slice at you. Okay. He saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Run away. You have to keep running. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Christ. Holy shit. That's what makes it so annoying to deal with. But uh, so twenty right. for acrobatics, but perfect. You land perfectly in another tree. Uh, I'm having to count how far I am away now because that's uh, that's 120 feet. With no expectation whatsoever, here's a wisdom throw. It's ten. Not enough. Sorry. <laughs> Nya has a zero for wisdom. So it, yeah, same. It's doable. Felix has a zero. All right, Captain runs. 
It's actually safe if she is running away, as long as I'm holding this guy here. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, she doesn't break her fear either. Yeah. Yep. Kroll also runs with her, and 10 for Wisdom Saving Throw. Man, this is tedious. All right. Assassin's turn. He goes and swipes at Pandora. Uh, 18 plus 7. So 25, that hits. Yep. You're going to take a grand total of 6 damage. Mm-hmm. All right, Felix. All righty, reload. I'm just going to keep doing this. Do you have anything that we can use to like incapacitate him rather than just attack him? No, I got nothing. Um, you do have something, but I mean, I don't know if you want to use it here or not. What? Oh, you got your bag of uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Y- yeah, I thought that was just like casting fireball, which doesn't really incapacit- incapacitate people. It just makes them explode. Depends where you aim it. Yeah. Well, I've done the light crossbow roll now, so maybe next time. That's fine. Hits. Yeah, this guy feels like a very much set him on fire kind of enemy. <laughs> Four. All right. And then hand crossbow. Hits. Yeah, I was I was saving the bag of magic crack for a really desperate situation, but if this is it, I, I guess we can use the magic crack. I mean, I'm just saying you did have something, but... <laughs> you don't have to use the whole bag. I'm going through my inventory right now. The only thing I can see here is potions of healing and a bag of magic crack. The black vial's been used, the magnifying glass... I could get the sun on him just right and maybe set him on fire that way. Um, you could try, but I don't know how that would work. He'd have to hold still for a very long time. Pandora. Are we grappling or is it just like shoulder to shoulder? From what you said, it sounded like you were shouldering him. Okay. If you want to grapple him. Yeah, I'm going to try. I want to try and grab this guy and hold him in place. Suplex and- him. Do it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Grapple. Strength plus your uh, proficiency bonus. Three and two. I've got advantage on that. Mm-hmm. Give him the steel chair. <laughs> no, I was about to yell out, it's Captain Pandora with the metal chair. Not 20 for, 20 for 25. <laughs> RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> All right, let's see if he can. I swear to God, he's torn in half. All right, you got him the grapple condition. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Uh, from Yeah, so if I grabbed him in grapple, does that do any damage or is that just like straight up and just holding him still? Um. Because what I want is I want to grab this guy and, like they said, suplex him down so he's a, a steel target. Uh, mm-hmm. We can do that on your next turn. Right now, you just got a hold of him. Okay, cool. I've just got him still then. I can let you have some fun with him if he doesn't break your grapple. Now is especially not the time for fireball. Lift him up over your head and drop him on your horns. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, Run away. Uh, uh, oof, seven frack products. I get a feeling I'm about to fall out of a tree. You jump, you land on a branch, it snaps, and you go falling. And you're going to take three points of damage as you smack into the ground. With a meow. And I'm going to give you the prone condition. So you have to use half your movement to get back up on your feet. But you can't sprint, so that's good. Yeah, we'll just say you're prone, you can't run anymore. You're currently still at 120 feet because you fell off a tree. How many rounds am I prone for? Until your next one, because you have to then get up and run. Unless you break, unless you do your wisdom saving throw, natural twenty for wisdom. Nice. Don't for that. It was falling on your face that broke the spell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> you know what? Right. Fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> Captain runs. Let's see if she breaks her. She breaks it. She's no longer feared, but she's 160 feet away. Yeah. Me too. This guy's coming after me. Wanted to get as far away as she can while Sorry, we take him out. She's 180 feet away. Well, it's a good thing I'm, I'm with her. Uh, so yeah, I've uh, run the same distance, and wisdom... There we go. Seven you pass. You're saved. Ugh. 
<sighs> and by the way, you did lose rage because you've been running like it's kind of hard to be angry while you're afraid. Well, you're terrified. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I'm with me all now. So I'm going to say, stay here. All right. And start running back towards combat. <laughs> that'll have to be on your next turn because you used all sure. your motion. Sure. Um, Assassin's turn. Another arrow pops out of him. Yeah. And he is grappled. So he has to escape. What is that roll again there, dice? Come again? I had 25. He's not going to be able to break it. He or, he's still grappled by you. He's struggling, but he's not strong enough to break your grip. Mighty dragonborn grip. But he is rather strong. Be aware of that. He just rolled rather low. I'll be. I'll give you that warning. Yeah, I, I figured much. All right, Felix. So uh, he's grappled, right? Let me just double check to make sure that you can still hit him because you can shoot through your allies. You're sort of going to try and catch Pandora's eye and be like, "Should I use the bag?" The what? She's holding this guy. She's like, "What? <laughs> the, the, the bag crack? It'll fire, I think." Yeah. Okay. That sounds. Yeah, go Get ahead. In the bag. Felix <laughs> downs the entire bag. Oh god. Or he's just gonna pass out. Um, <laughs> Alright, well let's start first to see what happens. Felix overdoses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Felix, you feel a tingling going through your entire body. Ugh. And all of a sudden fire just starts igniting from your hands. <gasps> Does it hurt? No. Ooh. Uh, Does it hurt Barry? No. Mm, no. No. As long as he doesn't put Barry on his hands. I will not touch Barry. Ah. Uh, so my hands are just on fire. Is that it? Well, now you have access to Fireball. <laughs> and Firebolt. Firebolt. Um, which one's not an area effect? Because I really don't want to set Bath on fire. Um. Uh, fireball is uh, the area effect one. Firebolt will give you 1d10 fire damage as a launch attack. And you have this ability for one minute. Ooh, that's 10 rounds. Um, does it have a chance to set people on fire? If it hits someone, it will cause fire damage. Yes, right. I will throw a firebolt at him. Felix will be like, <sighs> I've always wanted this. As you pick up your crossbow, it suddenly gets imbued as well. So you can use your crossbow. Ooh, to, uh, I can use the crossbow. I can imbue fire into the crossbow. Is that what you're telling me? Flaming oh, flaming crossbow is best crossbow. You can shoot flaming arrows. And then there will just be like a primal scream, and then he'll just hurl a firebolt. So 18 to hit. Will hit. Ah, nine damage. And potential right. fire hazard. Still not terrible. And other hand crossbow. 17. Hit. Uh, that would be 13 damage from that one. That's a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good job. <laughs> he has some fire on him now. You can hear a high-pitched mm. whistle coming from Felix. Not using his mouth, it, it, it appears that steam may be erupting from somewhere. <laughs> He's also visibly vibrating. Mm. Yep, Pandora. I've got this guy grappled still. Give him some hate. If you want to punch him, you can do that with advantage, plus uh, it would be 2d6. Okay. I want to jump to the head, but I'm going to hit back from the back of the head. Yes. Uh, it will be your strength plus uh, two, but you have advantage. 17. Yep, that'll hit. 7 damage. Bonk. But I've still got him grappled, though, that's why I'm not... Hitting with sword or anything. Yeah. Yep, that's fine. He's not getting near to Mayo that way. And that's good. Yeah, you're a heap on the floor. Uh, okay, so first up, shake myself off, lick my wounds, see that Felix is now on fire. <laughs> it's going well. Can I get up and start running back to the fight in the same move, or do I have to... You are 120 feet away, so... Can I be 60 feet away? You can. What, with a go? Dash. Feline agility. Sadly, I can only use that move once, so... Alright. 
Uh, it will be the captain's turn. She looks absolutely mad, and she pulls a heavy crossbow out of her bag, uh-huh. takes a knee, and aims before firing. I see she, too, is a person of culture. <laughs> <sighs> Even with the uh, help from being grappled, she misses, goes wide. All right, Krolnak, you are 180 feet away. Kroll is going to be charging back towards Baffle. I'm not going to bother throwing a javelin, just in case I hit uh, Baff. So, yeah, he's just going to be charging like a fucking steam train back towards his axe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Assassin. As the fire is licking at him, you can see that his wounds stopped healing. Yeah, boy. Ah, we found his weakness. Gonna fight uh, Pandora. Uh, Grapple. That is a 25. So he finally wrestles himself free from your grip. And... That is all he can do, though, because that was his action. Felix. Like Roth, though. <laughs> 13 to hit. Hits. And then this plus a d10. Yep. That's 13. And the hand crossbow. 12. Misses. Ah, boo. Again, he shoots the ceiling. <laughs> the ceiling. He's still getting used to being on fire. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Felix's turn. That's all he can do. Because the move action is reloading the light crossbow. Mm-hmm. All right, then it will be Baphomet's turn. Okay, our Pandora's just kind of running through with her sword. Yes. All right. Spite him. Oh, that's a lot of dice. Still rolling with advantage, but I got 21. 21 still will count. Yeah, and that's 13 damage. He's looking badly injured, but he's not stopping. All right, and yeah, you are now 90 feet away. Let's turn that 9 to a 6. Okay. So you're 60 feet away. Yep. Let me guess, shooting? Yes. 16 to hit. Hits. 7 damage. Alright. Um, now be it for you. That's all I can do. Captain takes aim again. She misses again. But she was uh, a lot closer. It zooms by his ear. Almost! <laughs> I mean, you gotta realize you're still a little shaken. So Yeah, makes sense. Alright, Crawl, you are now still at 120. You want to dash again? Alright, you're 60 now. <laughs> oh lord, he coming. Mm-hmm. All right. And he pissed. The assassin is still looking like he's unable to heal. He's going to take two swings at Pandora. What's your AC again, Pandora? 19. All right, one will meet. 14 plus 7. You're taking a total of 8 damage. Okay. How's Pan looking at this point? Is she, like, looking wounded or...? She's not looking great. Mm. All right, that will be it for him. Felix. Uh, 15 to hit. Hits. Okay. 11 Ooh. plus 7. So 18 damage. All right. On the hand crossbow. Nat 20. That Ooh. hits. So that's 7. Do I roll 2d10 for this? Yes. Ooh. Uh, so 6 and 4 is 10. 17. So, yeah. How do you want to do it? Uh, right between the eyes. Nice. Hmm. Felix, you um, your first shot hits. He starts to stumble. And then you take another shot. And it smacks right between the eyes, and the fire just seems to consume him suddenly, as it seems that too much accumulated fire finally gets to him. Again, he lets out another resounding scream, his clothing starting to burn away as he's starting to slump over. Under his armor, there was a uniform. The collar was gold as it starts to melt away. Oh, shit. Security, wasn't it? Icarus was gold collar. We saw him. uh, He was the engineer. This was the engineer. The same one who gave you the coin that you saw the recording of with the coin. 
and you know this is also the same one who told Dave to shut down the program as he is slowly burnt away, his uniform catching fire as well with his rest of his armor. Is he is he like is he dead dead or is there any chance he can like get any words out of him before he's gone? And he just screamed as he died. Mm-hmm. Well, head engineer or not, he should have cooled off, said Felix, flicking his pistol and putting it in a holster and then walking away. Oh my god. Uh, Roll picks up his axe and decides against putting it in the back of Felix's head. (laughs) (laughs) Yak climbs a tree to get away from that joke. (laughs) I assume you also collect your rope as well. And to get my rope, yeah. As as the clothes are burning away, we can see him now, like his face. Mm -hmm. If Catherine's caught up, I'd like to ask her, like, do you recognize him? Why would he be off the. I don't know him. I've seen him when we were. It looked like a dinner, I guess. Whatever that was. Yeah, the vision. We walked into that vision of a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Dave and uh, the engineer were talking. Yeah. But he's dead dead now, right? Just, I'm just holding him dead. I'm just trying to drop him then. So you believe. Fine. In that case, I'll just shake him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not dead, you have to say. I mean, he, he's, he's burning away. No, I... <laughs> I mean, he's burning away into nothing but a skeleton. Just shake him a bit in a final fuck you. Yeah, that's, that's what I was, I was like. I was like, if he's dead, dead, burning away to skeleton, I'm not going to bother. But if he's like, you know, he's not moving or anything. He's, 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 he's burning. Just like looking away. I'm like, no, I'll just slap him. Some. No, no. I hit him with the rat flail just to be sure. <laughs> Squeak. <laughs> uh, your rat flail smells a little cooked. <gasps> Even better. Now it's kebab. Mm, yeah. Rat kebab. I think yeah. it's time we get some answers. Do you want to like tie the body to a tree or something just in case he can no, regenerate? It's, it's, it's dead, Neil. He's, he's burning away. Yeah, we don't need to. to... Tie everything to everything. Uh, no. I just don't like that. Uh... We've seen the guy burn to a skeleton. We assume he's dead. What time is it, by the way? It's getting towards um, the late afternoon. Okay, we're going to have to meet uh, Virgil outside the city soon. So let's just um, do what we need to do inside the big pyramid building thing and, and get out of here. Yeah, fair. All right, so you're making your way on. One last thing, Yeah takes the skull. Why? Old habits die hard. Because V's always collected skulls. It's it's not a real skull. Yeah. Don't get my skull now. It's the skull um, fading away with the rest of the thing fading away. It's on fire. Oh, fiery skulls are the best. I don't know if the cat wants yeah, to... Fine, I'll kick some dirt over it and then take it with me. All right, you got a skull. Let's see you regenerate without a head, bitch. <laughs> That's a fair point, actually. Yeah. So you guys make your way forward. Um, following the path, the path suddenly breaks away from the stonework to a, a worn pathway. And you start seeing the glowing dancing lights again. The land starts to slowly rise as you're walking this path until finally it comes to a peak and you step over it. And as you're looking down, you see a river with a bridge that the path follows to. But at the corner near where the road kind of swipes a bit towards the river, there's a camp, the same camp that Virgil showed you all. And it's there that you hear music, a flute playing. Do I recognize the flute? Well, at least that won't be an owlbear. They don't have lips. <laughs> well, as you guys are looking at the camp closer, you can see that the jester is there sitting by the fire with his flute playing. Oh, actually, can I just keep, um, look at Catherine's hand? Is it is the mark still there? Oh, yeah. The mark is still there. Mm. Shit. Carl's going to um, walk towards Virgil. Yeah, same. All right. As you guys get closer... Felix, you're the first one to notice this. But there's something perched on Virgil's shoulder that you recognize instantaneously. It's the squirrel with the pipe, and he's smoking as Virgil's playing with his leg crossed. He has his eyes closed. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> Do we, uh, have we still got the plushy squirrel as well? 
Crawlnack was the only one who had it last time, so I believe, unless they state otherwise, they still have it. Yeah, Crawl like um, pulls the plushy squirrel out of his um, his knapsack, looks at it, and looks at uh, Virgil and goes, "Friend of yours." Virgil stops playing and smiles. You could say that. What do you say, Captain? As he turns his head to look at the squirrel. Hmm. I think we're friends. Before smoking on his pipe a bit more. Virgil then turns to smile at you and says, please, have a seat. Absolutely. Kroll scratches his head, thoroughly confused, mm-hmm. and takes a seat. And Doris is right down because she had four HP, so she's going to take a nap. Oh, yeah. If, oh, it's, yeah. Um, is, is Pan looking, like, really beat up at the moment? Oh, four HP, I'm well, guessing. Four now. HP, yeah. Yeah, uh, Kroll's going to, like, um, Pan, uh, hand over you, like, a healing potion. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, Pan my healing potion as well. That's uh, 2d4 plus 3. Uh, it'd be the same for one and Yaz as well. How close does that take you to total? Nice. Nice. How are you looking? We see her health bar yeah. go. <laughs> can I offer you a nice rat in these trying times? Mm-hmm. Number of hearts slowly ticks up. <laughs> yeah, no, she wanders off to a, she wanders off to like a bench and just like sits down and closes her eyes. You have had quite the adventure, Virgil says with a smile. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long day. Took us a while to get here. How are you holding up? Mm. As best as one can be, I'm afraid. (sighs) We've been trying to hopefully give you an idea of what truly happened. Yeah. If I might ask, uh, Virgil, I don't want to be rude, but you and the captain and the rest of your crew, you're synthetic, right? You're not organic life. Would that be fair to say? You would be correct. The captain puffs another smoke cloud that kind of statics in the air for a moment before disappearing. We are what is left of our ship. This is Jeek Sajet. And you were trying to save the crew, it seems. But something went wrong. Some kind of retribution? Perhaps, Captain, and he looks, uh, perhaps it's best we show them. He, he puffs again and then motions to Mayor. Milady, please, go have a rest in the tent. We have much to discuss. Mayor looks at you all and is like, should I? Um, I, th- I think, if you don't mind, Catherine has a right to know. She brought us here as well, and she's already yeah. seen as much as we've seen. She's just as much a part of this as we are. Even if the, well, some of these truths might be a little much to take, Catherine, so it's up to you. It's your call. We'll back you either way. Based on what you've seen, would you rather ignore the rest or hear the truth? I guess it would be better then to know the truth once and for all, she says before sitting down. Then she stays with us. Now, please, you were going to explain. Mm. Very well. Uh, the captain then inhales a big puff of smoke before blowing it into the air. As the cloud seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger, soon envelops each one of you. <coughs> and you're all in darkness. All of a sudden, you have spotlights on top of each of you, including Captain and Virgil. For a moment, you see them as the gesture and the squirrel before suddenly the lights flicker out. Two individuals appear. The captain, of course, in his white uniform and the stars on his collar and his hat tucked under his arm with a pipe in his mouth. Whereas Virgil is wearing a black uniform with a bright red collar, his hair slicked back. You must understand, we are the jailers of this monster. A monster that, by our own mistake, we had unearthed. Long ago, 
And as he motions, the world suddenly changes. For a moment, it's almost like suddenly slowly coming together, like panel by panel. You then see a command console start appearing. You're on a ship's deck. At one point, we don't remember when, we were reawakened to a ship that was left adrift. We only had three reactors remaining, and all of a sudden, a diagram of this large ship appears. Six large reactors. Three of them are illuminated, two on one side, one on the other, while the others are dark. We hoped to awaken the rest of our crew, but they had passed away during our sleep. And we were only able to reactivate some of our fellows. And it's that then you see other spotlights appear before the figures that you've seen. Eve, Dave, head engineer, Icarus. Another gentleman wearing a green collar. A nameplate appears over each of them, and this one has a designation. Virgil, navigation, Dave's librarian, Eve, medical. Gold, head engineer, the one in the green collar, security. Then you see a scientist step forward, research and development. Uh, You see the captains. We hope to have resurrected more, but sadly, what we call the Great Reawakening. When Dave went to find out what our mission was, what our plans were, what our purpose was erased to save our prime directives, the captain holds his hand up to show several lines of code appear, which then suddenly translate themselves for your convenience to say, to deliver the people of Sajik Sajet to their new home and to protect the artifact. Those were our two prime directives. Oh, she, she points at, um, at Icarus. But this one here tried to kill Mayor. There is much more to this story, I'm afraid. With our primary directive defeated, with our failure to save our people that we were entrusted, we decided to then pursue our second objective, to protect the artifact. That became our long vigil, where we protected it. But day by day, we lost more and more of our ship. Soon, we were down to just one reactor to power the entire ship. Our defenses, our shielding, our navigation... We were all suffering. That was until our scientist and head engineer discovered something. And it's then that you see a galaxy map appear. It's labeling a anomaly. They found this rift of some sort. One that was charged with so much energy that we were able to register it as similar to what our reactors were. We thought perhaps we might be able to re-jumpstart our disabled reactors with this power source. So... I made the fateful decision to not listen to my scientist about the risks to try to tap into that resource. Is that the green energy? It was one. Perhaps it might be better if I show you. And then he waves again before you see this vortex in space that is sparking with electricity, arcing out from this rift. This is some sort of probe that's floating in space that's taking a visual of the ship as it's approaching. And that's when you see pylons start slowly lifting out the front of the nose of the ship and start reaching out towards the rift before suddenly one of the pylons plunges into the rift and you see this energy start pulling into it. Like you see electricity just slowly being sucked into these pylons and drawn into the ship. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into and that's when he came. And that's when you see the green lightning just shoot out of the rift hitting smack into the ship causing it to be forced backwards as the pylons are freed from the rift. And you see the captain sigh deeply. 
It's then we realized our mistake. One by one, he tried to destroy us. Our security was the first to fall, and then soon head engineering before he went after Eve, our medical. It was then left to us, me, Dave, and Virgil. Dave was our librarian. He had the largest data storage. We made a final attempt, thanks to our researcher before he passed away, to siphon the energy from this monster and trap him in one of us. Dave volunteered to be in the one he believed to have the best chance of protecting the rest of the ship. And you see suddenly an image of Dave's computer. And the image changes again. Looks like you're in a crypt, a stone crypt. To seeing Dave, he looks bloodied and beaten, his uniform teared. The uh, farmer is coming towards him uh, with looks like a weapon in his hand. It's a long bladed weapon. You've seen it before. It like a glaive. It was the glaive. I guess you, yeah, yeah. you're looking at the glaive. Mm-hmm. Yes. The farmer spears Dave in the chest. As Dave slowly slides down, and with his last breath, he yells, Now, Captain! Farmer looks surprised and looks around before all of a sudden he clutches his head and screams as you watch as, as if the computer program can't quite figure out what to put, as his body is just glitching significantly before all of a sudden the flesh tears away and you see this green electric creature just clinging to itself, screaming violently as it's like sparks violently all over the place. But it seems to get smaller and smaller before the image then fades. It was our duty then to protect not only the artifacts, but to also to prevent them from accessing Dave ever again. We hope to keep it as a prison to lock up this monster forever. That is until the unthinkable happened. You see, before we were able to dump the cores, the monster was able to overload them. He caused a feedback through the entire ship activating our drift drives, sending us catapulting into space. I made the executive decision, with Virgil at my side, to scuttle the ship. We believe that if we destroyed the ship, perhaps then there would be a chance that it would also destroy the monster, and maybe even hide the relic to never be found again. You mentioned this relic before. We haven't come across anything like that. What? What is it? I'm afraid that we don't even know. Ever since our reawakening... We don't know what it does or what it is, but... And he makes a motion before you see what looks like an orb with spread eagle wings at the sides. We were been unable to figure out what it is, what it does. I mean, your guess is good as ours. I made the final decision, and we were able to store ourselves in what remained of Dave's mainframe as a final protection in case he was recovered. It gets dark. You see that you're suddenly flying away from the ship probes have been ejected from the ship as it is careening towards the face of a desert planet. You can see that its hull is getting hotter and hotter and hotter as it's plunging through the atmosphere. The ship starts tearing itself apart. Three large portions of the ship just start flying away. The front heading towards the north, the central piece heading straight down, while the south part starts veering off far south before heavy impacts. We hoped the probes would leave a warning to never see this planet, but it would seem our warning went unheeded. Seems so. So, in the real world, that orb with wings, that's still on that desert planet or in this ship somewhere? 
It would be, we have no idea where it is anymore. What about the people? You've got generations here. Catherine, we saw her mother. Indeed. From our understanding from Dave, he was able to recover active memories. Dave is good at adaptive programming. In a way, he was still clinging on to our first directive. He believed that if he could recreate our people that we were to be entrusted with, perhaps their memories, their knowledge, could be revitalized in a new body. Perhaps we could complete our first mission. Eve agreed with that. I believed it was a foolish errand. How could we take care of a people if our ship was falling apart around us? But they persisted, and they were close. However, again, my foolish choices led to the end of that possible discovery. So they, those bodies that they were generating, that was for the crew, but uh, the farmer destroyed them before they could get a whole body out. That is correct. The bodies for the minds of the of the descendants? Yeah. Or do they just exist here as data? Well, at the moment, everyone that's in this reality, except for us, has no body outside of this simulation. Like Virgil, Dave, that they're all just, just digital consciousness inside this system. Their original bodies are probably destroyed when the ship crashed. Mio like doesn't know the whereabouts of her mother, or she doesn't know her mother. Does she know her mother? I'm not sure if that was clear. She knew her mother, but okay. we haven't spoken much more of that. So oh. to bring us up to the present, at the moment, the ship is in Fleabert Gaxley's lab. Somewhere on it, potentially, there's an artifact of untold power. Dave and the farmer have melded to form some kind of... Farmer Dave. Farmer Dave. Uh, okay, so the guy that attacked you, do you have a name for him? Are you talking about who? Green Lightning guy. Mm. We have no name for him. Farmer it is. Do you know why he hates you so much? He said that we killed his family. We had no intention of that. Yeah, well, uh, while we were walking here, we saw a vision from Dave's perspective. That rift you were channeling, that all that energy, you were stripping it from another planet, and you kind of killed his family and destroyed his farm. His whole planet? His whole world? I don't know about the whole planet. Yeah, he he's... thought they would be dragging energy and it kills two people in the field. Well, it depends. Oh, he stopped them, so... Regardless, you've killed between two people and an entire planet when you drain that rift. Uh, that's why he wants to kill you so bad. We believe that to be case, but... Like I said, I made a bad choice. I made a bad call, but we were desperate. We had no idea what was in that rift. But we saw there was potential for energy that could possibly restart our engines. Why didn't you do a scan first to detect if there were life forms down there? You just murdered two people. Or an entire planet. <laughs> and we definitely say you did. This all just killed two people, this whole thing. Two people plus. You must realize that our scientists have only saw energy readings. There was no life signs. There was no indication. There was anything but energy in that rift. It's entirely possible that from what we've seen, he is a being of energy. Perhaps they just didn't recognize him as organic or alive. Of course, this all leads up to the big question, which is, how do we get out of here? Hmm. Of course. It's simple, really. You must be able to get access to the glaive. The glaive is his prison. Who's got the glaive? He motions towards the uh, pyramid. The glaive is protected. It can only be accessed by 
an individual that we have encoded. And that individual is her, as he motions to Mayor. Oh shit, no wonder he wants you dead. Mm -hmm. She's the keys of all this. Why did the engineer want her dead? He was enslaved by the energy being, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, all that green electricity coming off him, that was uh, the farmer. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've melded to form a new life form now, is what oh, I'm saying. I thought it was Dave. It was, it was, um... Dave, yes. Um, he has taken echoes of our colleagues for his own sinister oh, okay. enjoyment. Dave isn't oh. really evil after all. He's just being controlled by... You know what? I'm going to call this farmer Jim. What? No. So I, I was onto something then. Yeah, <laughs> you were right. He isn't evil. Yeah. He's, mm. just, he's just being puppeted. Wait a minute. Yeah, Carl's going to think um, back to the visions we had and, and think... Um, Dark copies were taken of us as well. Indeed. Or do we, yeah. Yeah. So that's what he was doing, making dark copies of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we go to the top of that pyramid, we're going to have to fight them. Gibbs and fighting, not me. What? What? Well, if we go up against each other, like a dark copy of each other, we'd all be evenly matched. So we need to pair up against whoever in the real world we think we could probably beat in a fight the best. Yeah, or we could just outthink them and just go and get the glaive. Yeah. I don't know, I'm pretty smart. Today has uh, demonstrated otherwise, Nya. Remains to be <laughs> seen, Nya. When I'm not a cat. <laughs> but that's just it, yeah. You are currently a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one last thing, sorry. We're being held here, I'm sure you're aware. If we go in there and we do this, what happens to all of you? What do you want? You must realize, when you activate the glaive, you will start a chain reaction. The same one we used to weaken the monster before. It will cause a system feedback, but we have been able to mitigate it to protect your ship from damage, as it did ours. Yeah, what about all the souls that are... What about Katamea? What about all the people stuck in this game with us? I'm afraid I, there's not much you can do if this monster escapes the cage that we have made for it. It won't matter whether or not these people are still here. Your ship will be destroyed as well. This creature won't stop. It's gone completely mad. It doesn't even realize it's no longer on the ship. It still thinks that it's on the Sajik Sajet. And it wants revenge on everyone. I suppose technically it is. What if we could convince it otherwise? Or kill it. That is where we want to ask one thing of you. What's that? It's clear from your memories that from what we were learning from Dave's access you are of skilled warriors. Well, we don't like to brag, but yeah, we're pretty great. If you are able to free yourselves, we ask that you put this monster down once and for all. When you have the glaive, we will free you with the memory of how to access the core of Dave's systems. That will allow you to free the monster and destroy him once and for all. He'll be weakened, but it would be better that way than to fight him at his full strength. So what if we don't free him? What if we just take the core and eat it into a sun? We have to leave first. After we've left, yeah. yeah. So in we... the real world, if we just took the core out of the computer, wouldn't that preserve all you lot until we find another power source for you? I think the entity has attached itself to all of them in one way or another. Oh. Is that correct? The captain nods to that. It's, it's like a virus. Mm. <laughs> Sadly, that there is a good chance that if you free the monster, it will wipe this completely clean. Can I do an insight on Catherine? Oh, she's listening to us as well. Be my guest. 
19. You have a sense that she is trying to believe all this, but she's not entirely sure. Yeah, I can't blame her. We're being told that your entire reality is fake and that uh, you're very shortly going to have to destroy everything, including yourself. Probably isn't going to go over too well. There's got to be some way to backups or something? I don't know. I mean, I have some experience, but most of it wasn't me doing it. That or we get those those body printing spiders back online and uh, see if we can get some of the residents into new bodies before we shut them down. We'd have to build hundreds of thousands of bodies. This is a world. Well, you know, I mean, they're all living pretty well in here, so it's not like we'd have a lot of time. Where would you put hundreds of thousands of people? Like, that's a lot of people to just put somewhere or leave somewhere to be built. That, that, that's not, it's not feasible. And Dave's going to be at full power by the time that's happened. Well, Farmer Dave, it's not, it's not Dave's fault. Well, think... yeah, you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we can't just condemn an entire ship full of, at one point, alive people just to stop one person. Maybe we can... I, this sounds great, but there must be something we can do. If we meet with, with Dave and the farmer, maybe we can just convince them. Or maybe we That's can, what I was going for. I can't, yeah, I can't condone just so many people here. It doesn't matter if they've already been dead for hundreds or maybe thousands of years. They're still lives. We can't just condemn them. If we leave, it kills everyone. If we kill Dave, or if we kill Farmer Jim, then... If we take out, if we take out Dave and the Farmer, there's bound to be something that we can do. But first things first, we have to get rid of the threat. Agreed. I guess anything else can come afterwards. Well, think about it. Camp is yours. All right. We will be around before you leave to answer any other questions you may have. I'm afraid, though, your options are limited. Should this monster continue to grow, we suspect that he will be free of his prison, even without the glaive, in only a matter of a few days, given how much power he's been drawing from your ship. Yeah, Carl's going to go and have a smoke and have a deep think about this. Yeah, it's going to chew on her wrap. Virgil and the captain... Well, disappear, and you guys are back at the camp. The flute's been left there for you. Pick that up, I guess. Can look it over. Yeah, pick that up. Oh, another trinket. <laughs> you have a feeling that if you play it, you'll summon them back. <laughs> he left a note on the side. Play me to summon Virgil. I'll pocket that then for now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that is where we'll lay it off. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still listening, we've got a special request for you. We're doing a push on Spotify this time. Uh, we're trying to get enough reviews so the algorithm will take us seriously. So if you want to do something amazing for us, go on the Spotify app, download the show, and give us a good rating. And if you want to be doubly awesome, why not tell your friends about us? We're still on all the regular podcasts and social media sites. Links are all in the description. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will be seeing you in two weeks. Till then, shoot straight and roll high.